the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. And welcome to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. My name is Christiana Viegas, and I am sitting here with Todd Marquardt. For the next hour, we're going to have our phone lines open. Now, this is your chance to ask a professional lawyer anything you want. Dial our number here at 210-308-8867. Again, that's 210-308-8867. Todd, how are you this Saturday? I'm well, and I'm so excited to be here with you, Christiana. I'm excited, too. I'm, I'm looking out the window at all the airplanes. Uh, that's my favorite thing to do. Someday I'll be flying one of those uh, around the state of Texas answering questions in person. But today, we're live on the radio, July 27th, 2019. I know, live for our very first time, right, Todd? I'm excited, and I'm ready to get started. Uh, first, I wanted to let everyone know who we are and why we're here. Exactly, Todd. How did we find ourselves on the radio? I'm still asking myself this morning. The Lord spoke, and it came to be. Uh, Baron invited us, and so we're here, and I first want to let you know that I'm actually from New Mexico, not old Mexico, New Mexico. And I came to San Antonio to go to St. Mary's Law School. And after I graduated, my wife and I decided that this was the perfect place to be. We grew up in a small town and people from San Antonio, even though they live in a big city, they pretend like it's a small town. These are the friendliest people in Texas. It's not like those other cities where everyone's actually from San Francisco or New York. In San Antonio, people are real down to earth. How about you? I can actually attest to that. I've had one occasion where I had a very bad bike crash out here in San Antonio, and I had three people stop their cars and help me up. So it's definitely a big change, especially because I came from a Baldwin city called Baldwin Park. It was out west, and I found myself here with my customer service skills bringing me straight to your office. Yeah, we're glad to have you, Christiana. I also wanted to mention that uh, Marquardt Law Firm focuses on business and estate law, including wills and trusts, probate and guardianship, trust administration. Also, we help people that need long-term care qualify for VA aid and attendance and nursing home Medicaid. So if that's all the profession that we've been focusing on, Todd, how come we have our radio show now? Well, like I mentioned, uh, I really view it as an opportunity for us to spread the gospel here in San Antonio. So if it's okay with everyone, I'm going to say a prayer to get us started. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us of our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to be focusing on San Antonio's ordinance, the paid sick leave. So what exactly is going on with that ordinance? 
Well, right now there's an agreed order to for for the city and and for the plaintiffs, the businesses that don't necessarily want the ordinance to take a break in the court proceeding. Well, um, before before I continue explaining that, just wanted to let you know that we are taking questions live today, July twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. You can call in at 210-308-8867. Just be aware that the State Bar of Texas wants us to provide you with information, but does not want us to attempt to solve individual legal problems by generalizing answers uh, based on hypothetical fact scenarios. Instead, if you want good legal advice, we encourage you to contact an attorney to discuss your specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. Our office is open Monday through Friday. You can call our office, leave a voicemail, or visit our website at Marquardt Law Firm. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D for David T, like Tom, dot lawfirm.com. Our phone number to leave voicemails is 210-530-4278. But again, we are live. We are taking open questions about this paid sick leave ordinance. So call us at 210-308-8867. So what exactly has gone on with this paid sick leave ordinance? Why are people fighting for it, Todd? Well, people want to take the day off, right? Have you ever uh, called in sick? Only on emergencies. Of course. Um, I'll go through some statistics a little bit later on about what the most common excuses are and uh, why some people were looking for this ordinance. Uh, We'll also talk to some listeners, hopefully, about whether they think this is a good idea or a bad idea. And uh, I hope to tell some jokes. I don't want to be insensitive, but I do want to have some laughs. Is that okay? No, absolutely. I mean, laughter is the best icebreaker, right? Right. Christiana, before we go on to the next step, will you tell everyone what we do at Marquardt Law Firm? Well, some of the things that I've seen us focus on, as you've mentioned, is elder law and estate planning, Medicaid, and business law. Some of the miracles that I've been able to see is when people have a very busy schedule, and if they are sick in the hospital or they can't be able to leave work, we've been able to accommodate those appointments. We make every step as easy as possible so everyone has a full understanding of what it is that they're going to be walking into. And my best thing is being able to tell everyone that even though you're not aware of your options, as you attend some of our seminars that we have coming up as the event coordinator for the law firm, we actually have topics about veterans aid and attendance. We have two seminars that will be for on Wednesday and Thursday, that is July 31st and August 1st. If you visit our website, marcourtlawfirm.com, you can find our locations or contact our office in order to find where it will be in San Antonio. Good. I look forward to that, and we give a lot of good information at those seminars. And I'm not the only attorney at Marquardt Law Firm. Uh, Brittany Lastician is also going to be doing some seminars. In fact, next week, Brittany Lastician will be talking about the Kids Protection Estate Plan. That one we've been getting the education centers to help participate with us. So you won't have to worry about driving too far. It might just end up being at your local school. So if you're just turning in, this is Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt, sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. Now I'd like to talk about what this paid sick leave ordinance is. For every one hour... Well, let me back up. For every 30 hours that an employee works, the city of San Antonio wants to require that employers give one hour of paid sick leave. And that's for full-time employees, part-time employees, 
Anybody that's getting paid, even temporary employees, can earn paid sick leave one hour for every 30 hours worked. Is that a rule that was different beforehand? Before this ordinance was put into practice, or before it was passed by the city council, there was no law that required employers to offer paid sick leave or time off of any sort. I see. So then if I had been working with a company for two years and if they didn't already have it as a benefit, then I would just have to suffer missing a day. Right. You, most employees that don't have that type of benefit, if they take the day off for any reason, whether they're sick or not, they would just not get paid. Well, I think we should hear from everyone who wants to share their story. We will have our lines open. You can call us at 210-308-8867. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We will continue our conversation on this paid sick leave ordinance. Please call us. We want to hear from you. The number again, 210-308-8867. We look forward to hearing from you soon. If you are a veteran or spouse at least 65, do not apply for VA benefits until you learn about new regulations passed in 2018. Attorney Todd Marquardt is accredited to appeal denied benefit claims. The Marquardt Law Firm is hosting a free VA regulation and aid seminar on August 1st in Garden Ridge, where you will learn about these changes and how to better qualify for the non-service connected veterans pension. Register now by calling 210-530-4278, MarquardtLawFirm.com. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. My name is Christiana Villegas, and I'm still here with Todd Marquardt. You can dial in as we are live here on July 27th, a beautiful Saturday. The number is 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. The topic we're talking on today is Todd's helping me understand this paid sick leave ordinance that's been going on. Now, what does this ordinance apply to? Who is able to qualify for it? This ordinance applies to everyone that works in the city of San Antonio. It applies to businesses that have employees that are in the in the city of San Antonio. Any area that is outside of the municipality, like Castle Hills and others, are technically outside of the enforcement of this Paid Sick Leave Act. So I I have a, a friend that's in a business group with me. He was bragging to me the other day that he doesn't have to worry about any of this because his office is not actually in the municipality of San Antonio. How can that even happen if there are different counties and areas of their own law and order? Well, that's why, because the city of San Antonio doesn't have jurisdiction over other cities. I see. And this is one of the big reasons that uh, the Attorney General Ken Paxton intervened in in the lawsuit was because he's saying that uh, the state laws preempt the city laws. Preemption means that uh, the state laws are more enforceable than the city ordinances, especially when they conflict with one another. So then if somebody doesn't work 
um, sorry, if somebody doesn't live in San Antonio, but they end up having to come out here and drive every day, five days a week, what about that credit? Do they get any kind of earned credit for their paid sick leave? This is where it gets a little bit complicated. The employer is supposed to keep track of these things. So if the if the employee drives into the city of San Antonio um, and then they drive out of the city of San Antonio, as long as that business has operations in San Antonio, they're going to have to keep track of when the employee was here and when the employee was not here. Uh, we happen to have... Uh, an employee that lives and works outside of the city of San Antonio in our uh, Georgetown office. And so uh, lucky for her, or unlucky for her, she's not covered by the ordinance. Of course, we already have uh, paid time off policy at our office, and there are a lot of businesses that already offer this kind of benefit because when employers have good benefits for good employees, that's how you keep and retain good staff that help out your clients and customers. So then how would this ordinance be any different between uh, what they're trying to enforce for companies that don't have that benefit and companies that already have a benefit? Is it going to alter anything that they do? It might alter what they do. If you already offer, say, paid time off that can be used when an employee is sick, that might be in compliance of this ordinance. The thing that might need to change is the way that the employer keeps track of the hours accrued and and how the employee uses that time. And, And so that's really could be the only difference. The recommendation by the city of San Antonio is that it's probably going to be easier to comply if you separate paid time off between uh, paid sick leave and vacation time. And how would they be able to tell that difference? Are the employees able to have access to that or do they need to put in some kind of form to be told of what hours they have available? The ordinance requires employers to keep track of this, and they even offer an example Excel spreadsheet on the City of San Antonio Metropolitan uh, Health page. You can find that form to help keep track of the paid sick leave that is being accrued and the paid sick leave that is being used. So then if they have all this time that they're saving up, let's say someone does have a healthy lifestyle and they just decide to try and save it for those emergencies or vacations, is the sick leave only going to be good for a certain amount of time? Does it expire? Is it carried over? The city requires employers to allow this uh, paid sick leave to carry over but it never has to exceed a certain amount. And that kind of depends on how big the business is, uh, the number of employer employees that the business has. So up to 15 employees, the ordinance requires uh, 48 hours of paid sick leave for employees per year. If you have 15 employees and over, then you have to give 64 hours of paid sick leave. So what I noticed about that is that the cost of doing business increases uh, if you have 15 or more employees. And so I think that that's what's causing some of these employers to file the lawsuit is because it's just going to be hard to make money in their business if they have to pay people that aren't going to be working, that are going to be sick. And uh, if those employees don't like that, many times they'll find another employer that does offer paid sick leave. 
So people would probably end up just start bouncing around debates. I could see why there's a lot of conflict with all of this. If you're just tuning in, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We are live here today on July 27th, a Saturday. If you have any questions about this topic, you can call us now at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. We really want to hear from you. So what are some of the statistics that we can find people making these excuses for? Well, salary.com has some statistics and uh, there's seven good reasons that our listeners would probably agree are good reasons to stay home. One are contagious illnesses, such as the common cold or flu. There's no better reason to stay home than legitimate sickness. We don't want to be sick, especially if it's contagious. We want you to stay home. A sick employee is typically not a productive employee. We don't want to pay an employee just to sit in the chair. We want a fair exchange. And we don't want that sick employee to get other people sick because then there's going to be less productivity. And then there's going to be animosity among the work of your coworkers as well because they're just going to be there blaming you for why did you come in? Why didn't you just stay home? You've seen this before. Probably. I've gotten the side eye glances <laughs> from a couple of my coworkers. So I know exactly when you start hearing that one cough, that one sneeze, is it allergies or is it sickness this time? That's what I hear the most is, is I don't know if I'm feeling bad because of allergies or I don't know if this is a cold or the flu. Another good reason is if you're feeling burnt out and you feel like you're just going to scream. You need to, a day off to recharge your batteries. Uh, some employers might call this a mental health day. Um, we, we want employees to be productive, and if employees are stressed out, they may not be productive. Well, there's got to be a certain limit of being able to call a recharge day just because you're feeling burnt out, right? Well, that's my fear, Christiana, is that there's going to be employees that call and make up excuses. And uh, after I finish this list, we'll talk about some of the craziest excuses that employees give for not coming into work and some of the most unusual reasons for not being able to come into work. So then what's another reason of why people end up missing work? What if they're looking just fine the day beforehand and then they say, oh, I can't make it today? It's probably a sick kid, right? If anybody's going to be sick, it's kids. Their immune systems aren't developed. And if uh, your employees are parents of children, then that's a responsibility they have to tend to. And as a parent myself... I know that if a child is homesick, that uh, many times I've had to stay home with my own children, and so I don't give my employees a hard time if they have to stay home with a sick kid as long as they have paid time off to cover it. So then if they have all this time and everybody looks to be in good health, what about if there's some kind of weather? We get a lot of flooding out here, don't we, Todd? Well, we don't get a lot of flooding, but I have heard that excuse before. Uh, there, uh, several years ago, there was a freeze uh, after the rain, and so there's ice all over the roads. Well, I can make it to work. I mean, I'm just that kind of a guy. I persevere. I will get there. Um, but I don't want to be responsible for employees that... Uh, get in car accidents. And so if weather is severe enough to close roads, schools, or businesses, I don't really expect employees to risk their lives to get to the office. Now, I'm a nice guy, right? Absolutely. (laughs) But there may be other employers that aren't so nice, and they might be asking unreasonable things of their employees. So what about if someone is just afraid to bring up that they need to take some time off because they just lost someone. 
That's another good reason. Salary.com did the research. And a lot of people agree that if you lose a loved one, you're going to be somewhat unconscious for a period of time because of the grief, because of the tragedy. And most people would, would just say, you don't have to argue about this. What we don't tolerate, what we don't tolerate is when you lie about it. Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, goodness. How many times? (laughs) Remember the the principal was trying to count in his head how many grandmothers Ferris had? Exactly. And he just had dozens and dozens of days off. But as long as you don't over abuse your excuses, it should be fine and reasonable for why people have to miss a day. Right, Todd? It should be. And and that's why, you know, the best practice would be to hire honest people to begin with. Because uh, lies cause coworkers and peers to forever question and wonder about that employee's character and ethics. Well, we want to hear from everyone out there. You can call us at 210-308. 8867. We're going to continue on with our statistics and other comparisons about this paid sick leave ordinance. Please, we want to hear you. We want to know your questions. Talk to us and call us at 210-308-8867. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Remember to call us. Thanks. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. We're talking about the San Antonio Paid Sick Leave Ordinance. And first, I want to let you all know some of the craziest excuses managers have heard from employees as as reported from Celerity.com. Number one, employee's 12-year-old daughter stole his car and he had no other way to work. Number two, employee said bats got in her hair. Number three, employee said refrigerator fell on him. How was he able to report about that one? (laughs) Right. These folks had the uh, phone next to them uh, as he's under the refrigerator. That would just be hilarious. Wow. Another one was uh, employee was in line at the coffee shop when a flower truck backed up and dumped flour into her convertible. I don't think flour is stored that way. That would be unusual, right? Exactly. Uh, But one of my favorites is the employee that was bit by a deer during hunting season. Ooh, it sounds like Bambi wanted some payback. (laughs) The funny thing is that if a deer's close enough to bite you, um, it's just not believable. I think if a deer is close enough to bite you, you're probably not very good at your hunting skills. Right, right. Uh, another one, an employee ate too much at a party. So they got into a permanent food coma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it certainly could happen. Uh, not a very good excuse, but an excuse nonetheless. Another employee fell out of bed and broke his nose. Well, a broken nose probably would require medical treatment. Exactly. But what were you doing that you fell face first onto your nose? I don't know. Sounds like a a late night for that individual. Or a reenactment of Monkeys on the Bed book from the old childhood. (laughs) Yeah, that's possible. Uh, Employee got a cold from a puppy. Okay, so I've heard of catching the bird flu, the swine flu, how are you going to blame the puppies? I've never heard of puppy flu or, or a puppy cold. Um, but again, if he's got a cold, 
that's sick. And so paid sick leave would help that person. Uh, the fact that he thinks he got it from his dog uh, is weird, but still sick. It sounds like he was trying to make an excuse of where he really got sick from. That's could be. That could be. Here's a, a situation with a child. The employee's child uh, stuck a mint up his nose and had to go to the ER to remove it. As we keep going along these, Todd, I'm just finding more and more why these are called the craziest excuses. That's right. But that's a good reason to call in because children do strange things. And it's our job as parents to take care of them. And having to go to the ER for a a broken leg or a broken arm or a bump on the head, those are pretty common, I think. Well, human error does happen. Uh, Another one that was probably a hunting accident would be the employee that hurt his back. Guess, Guess what? What? Chasing a beaver. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Why is he chasing a beaver? (laughs) Why not? Uh, There was an employee who got his toe caught in a vent cover. That sounds like very small feet. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how that could happen. Uh, The employee who had a headache after going to too many garage sales. I think he needs to see a therapist for a shopaholic. Uh, shopaholicism. That could be, but I think headache does qualify because that sounds like sick. Uh, There was an employee's uh, brother-in-law who was kidnapped by a drug cartel while in Mexico. Now, that's not funny because that's happened. I knew a guy that had to go through that, and uh, I'm not going to laugh about that one. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, There was an employee that accidentally drank antifreeze, had to go to the hospital. That's a very valid one. Yeah, it's certainly weird that he drank antifreeze, but that's sick. So paid sick leave uh, would help that person. Uh, The last one, uh, before we turn to something more serious, is the employee who was at a bowling alley And a bucket filled with water crashed through the ceiling and hit her head. That sounds like some very faulty construction. (laughs) But why was the bucket of water in the ceiling? That is a very good question. (laughs) Okay. So now let's talk about uh, the paid sick leave ordinance again. Uh, Christiana did some calling. Uh, She called all of the plaintiffs and all of the defendants and invited them to be at our show here today, July 27th, 2019. Remember, we're live. We're taking your calls. I'd love to hear your opinion on whether or not you think San San Antonio's municipal ordinance for paid sick leave is a good idea or a bad idea. So, Christiana, will you tell us about some of the comments that you got These are comments that the individuals gave you permission to say on the air? Yes, absolutely. So uh, there were various organizations that I have called businesses. Some of them just were not available to give me a response. But from those who had, I did get a response from the Texas Restaurant Association that they were not ready to make a statement at this time. The American Staffing Association had provided me the name of their attorney, Ricardo Cedillo, and provided me their phone number so I could try and reach him. I did invite Ricardo Cedillo, asking for a representative at least to come and be a guest on our show. We wanted to give everyone a chance to be able to give their voice out. Ricardo Cedillo did send me an email response that he apologizes. They are not able to find anyone available to participate in our show, but he did inform me of the change that was going on during the hearing on July 24th that they were putting a pause on the ordinance. It was not going to be enforced on August 1st as they thought. They will be having a review of the ordinance for any changes that need to be made by November 7th and once everything is put through they will be able to 
uh, judges approved the order to move implementation of the city of San Antonio paid sick leave ordinance requiring employers to provide paid sick leave for ill or injured employees and their families will not be implemented until December 1st. So can I talk more about that? Absolutely. There was a hearing on July 24th and Judge Saul Cassip looked at and a, a proposed agreement between the plaintiffs and the defendants to postpone the case, uh, the pending case, the pending court case for a period of time so that the city could uh, go back to its stakeholders and get more comments on how to improve the ordinance possibly so that it'll be enforceable. The the defendants um, really want this. And and in one article I read that the city didn't come up with this idea on its own. And one of our other staff members, Tatiana, went to a meeting for me put on by San Antonio Metro Health uh, to answer questions about this ordinance. And what she heard was the people that wanted this ordinance went to lots of people in San Antonio and brought a petition to bring this ordinance. And uh, the petition required something like 75,000 signatures, and in fact they came back with 144,000 signatures. So the out of, out of a city of uh, nearly 2 million people, at least there's 144,000 that want the paid sick leave ordinance. Exactly. I did reach out to more of other entities that were part of this ordinance battle. I was able to obtain a comment from the Move Texas Fund uh, directly from Charlie Bonner and H. Drew Galloway, the executive director of Move Texas. A delay on paid sick time was straight out of national playbook of anti-regulatory anti-worker, corporate lobbyist. With the delay of paid sick time, corporations are taking money directly out of the pockets of workers after assurances made by the city of San Antonio. Corporations think they can delay workers right out of existence, but we won't stop fighting. And I did obtain a comment directly from the city when I had reached out to their publications department. They provided me the press release that was given by a city attorney Andy Segovia and his press release statement has stated, quote, the city will continue to defend the ordinance. This extension allows the council appointed paid sick leave um, commission time to complete their review and provide recommendations to city council. Moreover, today's decision avoids an indefinite injunction, such as what happened to the city of Austin's nearly identical ordinance. With more time, stakeholders can proceed with recommendations that best position the ordinance against potential legal challenges. If you have questions or comments about this, call in to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Our number is 210-308-8867. We want to hear from you and we want to know your comments. veteran or spouse at least 65 do not apply for VA benefits until you learn about new regulations passed in 2018. Attorney Todd Marquardt is accredited to appeal denied benefit claims. The Marquardt Law Firm is hosting a free VA regulation and aid seminar on August 1st in Garden Ridge where you will learn about these changes and how to better qualify for the non-service connected veterans pension. Register now by calling 210-530-4278 MarquardtLawFirm.com You've heard him on talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place. 
The Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. Talk Law Radio is sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm, where we focus on business and estate law. Today we're talking about the paid sick leave ordinance passed by the city of San Antonio. Uh, Once upon a time, back in February 15th, uh, 2018, the city of Austin passed a city ordinance which required businesses to give employees paid sick leave. Like this ordinance here in San Antonio, the Austin law was also challenged in court. And the city of Austin won the first round in district court. And the businesses in that lawsuit uh, appealed, and went to the, which went to the third court of appeals in Austin. And that court of appeals found that the ordinance was not constitutional because they say they said that the Texas State Minimum Wage Act preempts all wage type laws and and they said that the paid sick leave ordinance was a type of mandatory minimum wage why is that because you have to pay at least minimum wage for the hours that Uh, the employee is taking off under the Paid Sick Leave Act. So I've heard the debate is that if this paid sick leave ordinance goes through, that the minimum wage is going to be increased. Is there any fact in that? It's very confusing, but the, the plaintiffs allege that by requiring employers to offer this paid sick leave, that because the employees are going to be working fewer hours for the same pay, they're actually getting paid more. Mm. Now, there there is some talk in Congress. Some uh, congressmen in Washington are talking about raising the minimum wage, um, but that's not involved here. So just like what happened in Austin— Part of the reason that the plaintiffs agreed to postpone implementation of the ordinance is because it's probably going to be unconstitutional. It's it's almost exactly the same ordinance as happened in Austin, and so the, plain, the, the proponents of the ordinance are thinking that the Fourth Court of Appeals here in San Antonio will probably strike down the ordinance as unconstitutional. So how is it unconstitutional if the cities are just trying to make their employees feel better about where they work? It's unconstitutional because state law preempts city law. And in fact, there's a a constitutional provision in in the Texas Constitutional that says uh, that you can't do that. A city can enact laws as long as they don't contradict state law. Well, our number again, if you want to make a comment about this ordinance and these rules that are being debated, you can make your comments and questions heard at 210-308-8867. We are live at 210-308-8867. Let us hear your voice. So then after all this, Todd, What do we have to look forward to? Well, what we're looking forward to is some resolution to the court case, I guess. Um, There's going to be uh, some meetings, and a decision's going to be made sometime in November, right? Absolutely. Hopefully, if they're able to meet some kind of middle ground, then maybe they'll go as planned as they said in their statement on December 1st. What I don't understand is... Why didn't the businesses just bring this issue to trial? 
if they were so confident that they were going to win and the ordinance would be found unconstitutional. That's what I think I would have done. Oh, me not even being a paralegal or an attorney, I'm just trying to understand how uh, something like this can even be contested. If the city is able to try and make these rules on their own, how was everyone able to procure this kind of battle and try and get a hearing? Well, what the the city wants to accommodate its citizens, and if 144,000 people want to be paid for times when they're sick, that's why it, it was brought about. What the state of Texas and the Texas Attorney General's office is saying is, if you want that, then talk to your state legislator, not the city council. So what might need to be changed is the Texas minimum wage law. Well, it certainly sounds like something that if anyone wants to make their voice heard, they just have to start communicating with one another. Yeah, before we get too serious, uh, let's let's talk about some more funny things. Uh, there, some of the most unusual reasons for calling in, um, as found at experience.com, are I was sprayed by a skunk. I almost got sprayed by a skunk, but I would never put that excuse for not coming in. Well, I certainly wouldn't want an employee coming to work if they smelled like they got sprayed by a skunk. Not even if I came with a new coat of air fresheners? Not even. I I might not be excited about paying them for their time off, but I wouldn't want them to be in the office necessarily. <laughs> Here's another one. I tripped over my dog and was knocked unconscious. Now that is a reason that's being sick. If you're injured and you can't come to work, that sounds like a legitimate excuse. It's a pretty strange way of finding yourself injured. But, hey, if if you're unconscious, how did he call? How did he even know that it was his dog (laughs) that caused it? (laughs) That's funny. Uh, my bus broke down and was held up by robbers. That sounds like a valid emotional excuse. Well, if it really happened, what I would ask for instead of a doctor's note is, uh, show me the police report. Exactly. Another one, I was a, I was arrested as a result of mistaken identity. That sounds like another need for a police report. Yeah, well, if you're arrested, you're you're not going to be able to come to work, but I'm not going to be real excited about paying you for your time away. Here's one. I forgot to come back to work after lunch. Now, unless you have Alzheimer's, I'm not going to buy it. No. You forgot to come back. Uh, That might not be a very good employee. No, it doesn't sound like one, especially those people who just walk away and never come back. Here's one that a a three- or four-year-old might have. I couldn't find my shoes. That really drove me crazy when my kids were that age. You know, there's shoes all over the house, under the couch, behind the couch, in the garage, in the bathroom. I remember having to search every nook and cranny for tennis shoes. (laughs) Now, maybe that made me late. It probably did. Uh, here's another one. I hurt myself bowling. Well, that's that's probably a legitimate injury. You know, any activity could lead to injury, uh, athletic activity, hunting activities. Um, but that's why you negotiate for benefits when you're trying to get a job. Exactly. You kind of want to take a look at what your activities and hobbies are if you're going to continue finding yourself in these sorts of compromising situations. Right. I I would always encourage the employees to take responsibility for what's going on. And if they want paid time off, they should tell the employer that when they're applying for the job. So here's some others. Uh, I totaled my wife's Jeep in a collision with a cow. Well, that's an accident. You know, if if you're sick or if you have an accident, if you get hurt, 
you're going to need time off. And I think that's why uh, people wanted paid sick leave, because these things are going to happen in everyday life. We, we never know what it's going to be like on our way to work. So I have some other statistics about what are the most common reasons for calling in sick. Um, Reader's Digest did a survey of the top 10 reasons for calling in sick. Flu was 41.6% of the, the time was the reason for calling in sick. And if you're just joining us, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt, sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. And we're taking calls. You can call in at 210-308-8867. We'd be happy to answer your call live on the air. The next uh, reason, top 10 reasons for calling in sick, was uh, back pain. 38.5% of employers said that back pain was one of the top 10 reasons. And I know that back pain is a common reason for for people to um, have pain, um, but I don't know why it's causing them to miss work. Exactly. You would find some way to get a brace or get some icy hot. If you really want to keep pushing through with your position, you just grin and bear it, don't you? Right, because back pain is really hard to cure. And so um, all the stories that I've, I've heard are people that are trying to manage their back pain, like you said, with some type of topical cream or over-the-counter medication like Tylenol or Advil. Um, I don't know about back pain calling in sick because how would they come back after they were home? Maybe it would be some type of temporary back pain. Well, we do thank you for listening in to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We are going to be back again next Saturday at 11 o'clock, same time. We'll be having our Kids Protection Estate Planning interview with attorney Brittany Lastician. We hope that you discovered a blind spot and that you feel empowered to protect yourself. Call us at the office if you need legal advice to discuss your unique facts and circumstances. Remember to call 210-530-4278 at Marquardt Law Firm to schedule an appointment with an attorney. Thank you for having us. Uh, We look forward to next week where we'll be talking about the Kids Protection Estate Planning with attorney Brittany Lastician. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.